Hello and welcome to the Pals Anime Lounge, a podcast where a bunch of pals get together to talk about anime. We're host Ace, and joining me are Artora. Hello everyone. And Goza Goes. Pow, 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 pow. Pow, 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 pow. Pow, pow. You are both Pokemon. Brilliant. Pow. Unfortunately, in today's episode, we're not talking about Pokemon, we're talking about Tanjo Debut. A two-episode OVA from 1994. I chose this one because we have a couple of long episodes ahead of us, he said ominously. Oh no. It was produced by Studio Piro, the studio behind Bleach, Naruto, Sonic the Hedgehog the Movie, and Salamander. Those last two we covered on this very podcast. Very good animation. Very good. Tenjo debut currently has a My Anime List score of 4.90. This is based on a Wonderswan game, which was developed by NEC Avenue. It also arrived on several other platforms, but I believe it originated there, or maybe it was the PC Engine slash Turbo Graphics, depending on your country. Honestly, information about this game was scarce, I'll call it. My synopsis for this OVA is... We follow the adventures of four high school girls, and I use the term adventures very, very loosely. Altura, what did you have? Oh, that was it? <laughs> I, 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 was, I was hoping to learn more, more about this anime. I was also going to have a really short one, but I was like, no, I, I shouldn't. So instead, I wrote, follow the story of Aki Ito through two unique stories, each of which seemingly have nothing to do with each other at all. And goes, goes. In a universe where high school girls look like they are slowly becoming members of the band Slipknot, we get a little parable about adolescence being hard, and then another one. What was yours the serious one this time? <laughs> they are... what? What, how, what was I mean, serious it, it, about... It was the... more serious than mine. <laughs> oh, because I included the band Slipknot. Which is pretty serious. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> My original one was just going to be follow the story of Aki Ito, and that's it. I was just going to stop talking. I was like, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> so the first episode starts with an upbeat two-minute-long theme song, which helps us put names to faces. Aki Ito, Kumi Tanaka, Saori Fujimara, and Sachiko Aida, who almost shows her breasts for the earliest unexpected nudity we've ever encountered. Where was the breasts? At one point, she's she starts taking her top off and then notices the camera and stops and reacts like, oh, I didn't know I was being filmed somehow. Oh, shit. I must have blacked out. <laughs> you blacked out like a minute into this thing. I mean, that sounds about right. Uh, something that it does that I didn't understand until later is that you see them cast on a TV show. It's basically like how some movies have outtakes during the end credits. These are outtakes in the opening credits. But after the title, Aki leaves the house and we get another title for the episode, Love Appears. Aki takes a detour on the way to... I wrote work, I don't know why. On the way to school to feed some stray cats. And then we cut to Kaori Girls High School, Class 2C, where they're having a Japanese class. No, no, no. I'm going to have to stop you right there. You have to say the cat names. Both no. of them. No. <laughs> it doesn't play into anything. 
No, it's important. It's important to me. Chibi and Mickey. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> no, Mike. Mike, say Mike. <laughs> See, Mike. I was going to say Mike, and then I figured, no, they'll have a go. Yeah, I'm not saying Mickey. Something I noticed about this scene is it lasts longer than some subsequent scenes that actually play into the the uh, story. Kumi arrives late, but we don't stay in the class. Instead, cutting to a fast food restaurant called Burger Joe's, where Aki and Kumi are sitting to eat. They discuss the cats that Aki feeds, and we discover that one of them is named after a Burger Joe employee, Mike. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> the next day, Aki suggests going to Burger Joe's again, and Kumi says she can't afford it, so Aki bribes her with a shake. I felt like at the beginning of the anime, I was pretty lost as to what was happening. Not because I didn't know kind of like what the premise was, because it felt like some of the things they said felt nonsensical. I'm not sure if it was just me being stupid or blacking out like Gors. I want to say that I, like, understood everything, but that would mean calling you stupid, so I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, later upon arriving at Burger Joe's, Aki collides with Saori, the third smartest girl in school, who Aki has apparently never heard of or seen before. Inside Joe's, Kumi explains that Mikei is called that because his real name is Kenchi Muyura, or to put it the Japanese way, Muyuri Kenichi. So they shorten it to Mikei. Aki, like me, wonders how Kumi knows so much about this bloke, and it turns out that Kumi is a big stalker, so knows about everything about every guy in town. Oh, so basically like me. (laughs) Kumi goes on to ask for help, because she's fallen in love, and not for the first time this year. We don't find out what she needs help with, instead, we cut to the school library, where Aki takes a book to the counter and meets Sayori again. I didn't write it because i didn't think it would play into anything but she then takes out the book flowers for algernon is that a real book that is a real book and there's a movie on that based on that book oh my god we're covering that next is there an anime (laughs) we cut again to burger joe's and aki sees sachiko arrive for work in her school uniform where she remarks that she didn't realize sachiko went to the same school so this is two members of the same year at her school who she's never seen at school before. Well, everyone looks the same, so... Cutting again to the school, in the dining hall, Sachiko is talking to some friends while Aki and Kumi sit at another table. Since Aki clearly doesn't care about the relationship problems Kumi is telling her about, Kumi instead breaks the news that Mike has a girlfriend. While Aki plays off as something she couldn't care less about, she then stalks Sachiko, suspecting her to be Mikei's girlfriend. The editing of this thing is weird, because Mikei leaves the restaurant, and then he's behind the counter. So, is this two days and two separate visits to Burger Joe's, or did he leave and then immediately return? The editing of this episode is all over the place. It's very experimental. When Aki isn't stalking Mike or Sachiko, she's getting library books, enjoying ones that make you cry. Oh, sorry, this is where she gets flowers to Algernon. At the subway, Aki sees proof that Sachiko is dating someone else and not Mike. She calls Kumi later, and Aki says that the two aren't dating, and Kumi asks to watch 
Aki and Mike do something, whether it's date or, you know, get intimate, it's it's unclear. It cuts. But Kumi it does seem a bit perverted. The conversation moves on to summer school, with Aki saying that she's going to Die Die Seminary. The next day, or days later, at the seminary, Aki runs into Mike, who recognises her because she apparently eats at Burger Joe's a lot. The two go elsewhere to talk when Mike notices that she's holding a copy of Flowers to Algernon. Mike says that he's excited for Majestic Princess, an upcoming movie. Oh, which is badass, I tell you. <laughs> Shows off that he has two tickets for opening night. Aki stops listening until the buzzer goes for lessons at the seminary to begin, and from what Mike says, it appears that he asked her to go to the movie premiere with him while she was in a fugue state. Is there an anime adaptation of the movie they're going to watch? They're going to see Majestic Princess. Damn it. At school, Aki is looking for the movie start time so she knows when to meet Mike Mike at Burger Joe's. She then fantasizes about wearing a red dress and walking out through the school gates when she's an adult, but is interrupted when Sori asks how much of the book she's read. We cut to Aki feeding the cats, and then swimming with her class, then in the bath, and then working out what to wear before finally heading to Burger Joe's. Again, editing is a mess. She's, however, beaten to Mike, Mike. It's written Mike, so I'm going to keep doing that. You say Mike, I say Mike. 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 She's beaten to Mike by Sari, his girlfriend. Aki runs off, saying that she misunderstood and crying, and winds up calling Kumi to come and watch the movie with her. While Aki waits... Sachiko stops to talk to her before walking off with her boyfriend. Kumi arrives and they watch the movie. Did they stand to watch this? Because it looks like they were standing in a group of people who were also standing. It did kind of look like that, I agree. Maybe there was one, it was like an early IMAX or something. In 1994. I mean, not IMAX, but like early version where you had to stand. They didn't even have widescreen TVs in 1994. I don't know what to tell you. Aki walks home, crying, and a bit later calls Sari at home, but she doesn't wind up saying anything when she hears Mike's voice as well. Instead, she gets a cigarette out of a drawer, because the sure cure for heartache is nicotine edition. Cure not approved by Doctors Gengrin or the Pals Anime Lounge. At school... Aki continues to ignore Kumi's relationship woes, says that she's no longer going to the Dai Dai Seminary, but instead the Mitaka Academy, which doesn't impress Kumi. And then this entire plot point is dropped. We cut to Aki walking home, and one of the cats she usually feeds isn't at the apartment block, but near her house. She greets it, and it jumps from the wall and into the sun. Uchi went back to his home planet. <laughs> At school, Aki tells Kumi that the cat went somewhere where the sun sets, but we clearly saw it obliterated by the sun, so... Aki then takes the book back to the library and is happy with herself that she maintained eye contact with Saori. Kumi congratulates Aki and then starts talking about her new, new love. 
In class, Aki hallucinates herself in the red dress as an adult, dancing out through the school gates, and we get the credits. I have no comments about the music. Episode 2 starts with the same song, but we get different outtakes. Quote-unquote. We open on Saori sunbathing and get the episode title, My Dear Friend, and Saori falls asleep, then dreams that someone from her past is reminiscing about ten years ago. She wakes, suddenly remembering something, leaving the sports centre where she was sunbathing and heading home on her moped. She digs out her old summer vacation diary and calls Aki. They're no longer in school, it seems. I should have gone back and rewritten this. Because Aki is apparently hungover from the night before. And here, like, I was like, did, like, getting a broken heart made her turn to, like, smoking and drinking beer? Yeah. Okay, spoilers. This seems like it was intended to be, like, an anthology thing. So every episode would feature the same, the same named characters in different scenarios so in this episode they don't know each other in this episode they do know each other and also the same town the same houses in, where they in live. one episode they're members of the police academy <laughs> in another episode they're werewolves <laughs> another episode they can use psycho power <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i should have rewritten that because they, they are in school because we soon learn that it's actually summer break. So Sari tells Aki that they have to get to the roof of the parasol. It's not an actual umbrella. Don't know why it was called the parasol. Right away, because it's been 10 years. Aki laments that it's the first day of summer break. And as it turns out, high school summer break. So Kumi is probably not at home. We cut to Kumi at a karaoke bar. It's 12pm. Uh, where she receives a page on her pager, because 1994. We get a flashback of the three of them burying a time capsule before cutting to them having met up. Sari is annoyed that they forgot about the time capsule they buried in the primary school when they were six, so they're 16. So still in high school. So why, why would Aki be hungover? Uh, I, I don't know how Japan works. You weren't getting hungover when you were 16? No, I've never had a hangover, actually. That's how you you drink in the in the game game of the year podcast. Don't lie to me, Ace Lister. I didn't say I've never drunk. I said I've never had a hangover. I've never suffered the consequences of going to sleep after drinking a lot, because I usually have a glass or two of water before going to bed. He that just makes him a smart person because when I first got a hangover, I was I was quite young. I was also around like 16 15 and I, I i didn't think to drink water so it was horrible so like ever since then i don't drink that much you need to cut this part and like say that you just can really handle your liquor ace like you drink <laughs> you drink you drink all the time but you don't feel any adverse effects oh my god he's a superhero i never get a hangover because i'm always drunk <laughs> yes, that's yes, how even better. That, you're like the Hulk, but for beer. That's my secret, pals. I'm always drunk. We're gonna get so many views after this episode. Yeah! I'm gonna start wearing leather. 
Arthur is going to start wearing leather. Ace is going to keep wearing leather because we all know he's a pet. <laughs> anyway, the 16-year-olds break into the elementary school and dig up the capsule. Side note, I'm really starting to dislike anime set in summer because the sound of cicadas is really annoying. It really is, and it's always the same sound. Yeah. It's like when you recognize the sound of the explosion, but this time it's just the cicadas. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it definitely took, it takes me back whenever, uh, whenever I hear that. It's such a, such a classic thing. I, I don't think it happens as much in modern anime. The action takes, in, takes place in bombfuck nowhere and there is uh, summer sounds. <laughs> anyway, they open the, the time capsule at Sari's house and unwrap their hidden treasures, discovering that there's something extra that they didn't put in. Sari has a memory of a child who became her friend, but none of them remember her being at the time capsule burial. So they decide to not finish opening the final treasure until they can remember who that other kid is. Probably smart. Yeah, well, it might be anthrax. <laughs> or a demon. <laughs> Later, while looking again in the diary, Sari notices a fourth figure in the crayon drawing. Later still, Aki remembers the fourth child, seeing her in a dream from an angle she couldn't possibly have been looking at her from so that her face was covered by a hat. You can't possibly be telling me you're not going to mention from where this figure was. It was nightmare-inducing. Go on. <laughs> well, I was really shocked. I didn't see it coming, okay? I'm kind of dumb. But as established early in the episode, of course, but the figure was in the top left near the sun. It's, oh my gosh, it was chibi. It was chibi when he got obliterated by the sun. <laughs> Was 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 Kat the the friend all along? We watched this backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anthology. The cat's not in this one. Yeah, but cats can reincarnate, or vice versa. The next day, they discuss their dreams and recall an empty desk in their classroom because the child would quote from the teacher be absent forever. Later, Kumi calls Saori, explaining that she asked her mum about that other girl, and that girl had died in a car accident before school started. Because that's your cue to gasp. Gasp. <laughs> but kids say that she still wanders the hallways. On a and night works like at the, tonight. And, wander, and works at the burger joint. We cut to Sari remembering meeting the ghost of the girl, or well, the girl, you know. <laughs> While Aki and Kumi wait at a restaurant for Sari, she's in the public library looking through old newspapers. She locates the six-year-old's obituary before going to the restaurant. Instead of talking to them there, they all go back to Sari's room to finish opening the treasures. The box explodes with light, and an older version of the dead girl appears before them. It's Hachiko! Goes, that's your cue again. Yes. <laughs> she thanks them for being her friend and then leaves the room in a ball of light. We cut to the three of them sometime later, riding off on mopeds and get the credits. Oh, did they, did they form a gang at the end? In the name <laughs> of their past friend? Yes, they, they were the Sachiko gang. 
So, was this a good adaptation? I wouldn't freaking know, Ace. I couldn't find anything that wasn't in Japanese. Well, no. <laughs> no. The game has you training them as idols. That was a surprise to find out, because going into this, I thought that this was an anime about idols, based on the opening credits, and, you know, the use of the word debut in the title. But no, it's just unrelated to the game, except for the character names. Okay, but it's an anthology, so technically it's accurate. I mean, yeah, I wasn't sure if, like, it's supposed to be a prequel to the game, maybe, or, like, like I, they acted in some TV series when they were idols or something. I, I think more likely it was a, like, prequel. No, more likely it was an anthology. <laughs> because they go from not knowing each other to knowing each other as children to one of them being dead. So it can't be a prequel to the game. Yeah, maybe, maybe they just forgot they knew each other in the first episode. And then completely forgot about Mike. They 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 uh, buried the time capsule, and then ten years later, they just oh shit! I forgot about my friends. <laughs> Are they still there at the time capsule? Is that where I left them? <laughs> so, Arthur, is this a yata nani or baka? So, I think the first episode was absolute garble but i kind of like the second one even though it was a bit predictable so on that note i'm gonna give it like a nanny i i kind of liked it i kind of cared for the characters and knowing it was supposed to be an anthology it makes so much more sense than neither of the two connected at all and goes it goes uh i thought that like plot wise it was possible characters were uh decent and uh, animation was uh really good so i'll say yata i guess oh and it was short and it was short <laughs> myself it was a nanny it didn't do anything wrong but nothing really happens in either episode i guess that the kid was dead basically as soon as we didn't see sachiko's face in the dream i still remember i can still hear chibi's meowing even to this day <laughs> I did enjoy some of the animation. The 90s anime movement seemed smoother than it does in modern anime. Yeah. And there was that action scene that was, like, was primed for tentacle porn but never went there. And it did feature some jiggly boobs. Which, again, to my surprise, because I fully expected someone to be completely nude in the shower at some point. No, they are idols. That's not... That's not appropriate for idols. Well, the the opening titles promised nudity, so you you can you can tease it, but you can't go there. <laughs> no, because of that, it's a baka. That's it. <laughs> so, does it deserve its my animals score of four point nine zero? I mean, yeah, it's like the one uh, one rating for the first episode, which is really okay and then the, the other rating which is better so it's like if you fuse those two you get around a 4.9 Close it goes. i i would bump it by up by one or two not not point one not point one point two but by 1.0 or 2.0 controversial opinion personally yeah probably deserves that score <laughs> no 
<laughs> Thank you for joining me, Arthur and Girls of Girls. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Pals Enemy Lounge. And better yet, thank you for subscribing wherever you found this episode. You can find more from us on GameGreen.com, find us on social media, or listen to the Greencast podcast. Until next time, game on.